get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. One side out is Ferrario and Tanner Hendrickson. I'm Brandon Kylie. It's BK and Ferrario here on 101 ESPN. Alex is in a fight on our text line. I'm aggressively Get typing. Him. I'm aggressively texting with somebody on text line like I BK told does. Alex during the break. Alex, don't let them hurt you, man. Don't let them hurt they you. Can't, they can't, they get, can't to get, get to me anymore. I just like to respond every once in a while. Alex then let out a war cry, which was uh, <laughs> an interesting I way to, to, to Ryder, Did you hear my war cry through this soundproof? No? Okay, okay. good. That I, means I'm that means I'm safe. It was impressive. T-Bone and I, you know, we got to let our aggression out every yeah. once in a while, you know? I, I go want... home and screw into a pillow after dealing with BK all day. Hey, do that too. I just took a victory lap the entire break on, on Tanner. Yeah, he was like those dancers <laughs> at the Super Bowl halftime come jogging out. He was running around like that. <laughs> right now right. we're going out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line to be joined by our friend, the Blues Insider for the Athletic. He is Jeremy Rutherford joining us here on the show. JR, do you ever let the commenters get to you, man? They get, they get to Alex every <laughs> once in a while here on the show. Oh, every once in a while. I guess I got to be honest there every once in a while. But to quote the famous uh, Kelly Chase, I think if Alex fought this uh, commenter in, in real life, Alex would finish third in that fight. I was about to say, I was, I wonder where this is going because it's certainly not a win. One of my uh, <laughs> one of my favorite comments, JR, is a comedian that I listen to all the time, Dan Cummins. He's like, uh, if you don't like my opinions, you know, uh, you know, who am I? I'm just a guy. But also, <laughs> who the hell are you? <laughs> that's, a, that's great. All right, JR, uh, let's get to one of the reports that came out earlier today. Uh, this came from our friend Kevin Weeks of ESPN.com saying that Ivan Barbashev is going to be one of the most sought after players at the deadline. He believes that the asking price from the Blues is likely to end up somewhere around a first or a second round pick and a prospect of significance. Is that where you're at on on Ivan Barbashev? And at this point, are you kind of in the, the camp that it's very likely to, that he's going to be traded by the deadline? Yeah, I am. And I think we've kind of known this in the month leading up uh, to the deadline that he was going to be a wanted guy. And there's a couple reasons for it. It's because of his uh, salary. He, you know, he's just at the 2.25. And I think that uh, he outplays that contract. When you think about a guy who can play third, fourth line, or even slide up to the second line if you need him in a pinch, we've seen that. Plus, he's a Stanley Cup uh, guy who, who won in 2019 with the Blues, of course. And he's a guy who also can play both ends of the special teams with the power play and the PK. This is exactly the type of guy you need in the Stanley Cup playoffs. We saw that with Sunquist and Steen on that fourth line. Barbashev was terrific. So there is a high demand for Barbashev. I've been curious if they could get a first-round draft pick. I don't know that they're going to get that, but definitely a second-round pick and possibly some prospects. We'll have a story outlining a lot of this at The Athletic tomorrow. How big is that for Doug Armstrong, JR? If, if he can walk away from this trade deadline with three, including their own first-round picks, and potentially four. 
It's it's incredible because uh, I think going into this, we didn't think that Barbashev would would draw a first rounder. You know, I touched on that, and maybe he doesn't get one, but I think that maybe it changes your thinking with Ryan O'Reilly. If you went into this and you're Doug Armstrong and you say, okay, I could get two additional firsts with Tarasenko and possibly Ryan O'Reilly, but if you can get a first with Ivan Barbashev, as I reported yesterday at the Athletic, there is some talk between the Blues and O'Reilly about a possible contract extension. Who knows where that goes? But I think if you can get a first for Ivan Barbashev. That's probably a move you make. And then if you listen to Doug Armstrong in his press conference a week or so ago, he mentioned the fact that you can take those picks and trade up. And, and even a guy in the late first round probably isn't going to be ready for a couple of years. But if you can take two picks in that general area late in the first round, move up higher, maybe you get into that top 15, maybe you get a player that's available in the next couple of years. All right, JR, let's go on to the uh, the O'Reilly side of things here. You mentioned you had the report over in The Athletic that the Blues are at least considering or talking about a potential contract extension with him. Uh, how, how would you handicap this right now? What would you say, like, the odds that O'Reilly signs an extension before the deadline and then the odds that O'Reilly is traded at the deadline are what? And this is all subject to change based on the, the new latest reporting that you have. But as of yeah. today, where would that be? Yeah, all subject to uh, to change. But, you know, I hate to be a guy who rides the fence 50-50, so maybe we say 60% chance that he still gets traded, 40% chance that there's a re-sign. You know, I've been saying for a couple of weeks that I still think I wouldn't be shocked that uh, there's a possibility that he could come back. And as you continue to report this, that hasn't changed recently. I still think there's mutual interest on both the Blues and the O'Reilly camp uh, to try to get something done here in St. Louis. But, and this is a huge but, Doug Armstrong is going to continue to listen to the offers that might be available to him. And even if he wants him to come back, and even if Ryan O'Reilly would take a team-friendly discount, Doug Armstrong has to be smart about this and take a great offer if it's out there, even if he'd like him to come back. And then maybe that brings in the potential of trying to re-sign him in the offseason, as small as that percentage might be. So we'll see. I think it's going to depend on the offer, uh, but I'll stick to the fact that I think there's mutual interest on both sides to bring him back. This is potentially reckless speculation territory, JR, and I apologize for putting you into this spot, but what do you think the offer would have to look like for both sides to feel comfortable with O'Reilly coming back? And maybe it's maybe it's better this way. What do you think Doug Armstrong would want the offer to look like for O'Reilly to be back? Well, we saw that uh, they wanted a first-rounder in Tarasenko, and, and that was no surprise. And when Doug got that deal, he, he made it quickly. Uh, I think that, of course, uh, an O'Reilly deal would also have to include a first-rounder you know, the other the other deal, Tarasenko, a fourth-rounder that could be bumped to a third if the Rangers make the playoffs. It looks like that'll happen. So are you looking for a first and a third? I think that's a potential. You know, maybe if you don't get the third, maybe you get a better prospect than the Blues got in the in the Tarasenko deal. But I think any sort of uh, mixed matching of that type of package, a first, uh, you know, maybe a second or a third, and, and a prospect would be something that uh, you, you couldn't say no to. Right? You know, and as much as you want to bring O'Reilly back for the reasons that I mentioned in the article yesterday – Maybe they're not ready to turn it over to Kyra and Thomas in terms of a leadership perspective. They still want Ryan O'Reilly and what he brings as far as culture uh, to this group. As much as you want that, I don't think you could pass up a big uh, package like that. Uh, the thing that I've heard from a lot of people in the last couple of weeks is if you're going to do any sort of retool, you know, commit to it. Don't go into it halfway. You know, I still think there's a chance that they, they go into that retool by trading Tarasenko, trading Barbashev, and perhaps keeping Ryan O'Reilly around if that deal isn't there. I should have asked this better, JR. That's on me. What do you think the contract offer would have to be for Doug Armstrong to feel comfortable bringing O'Reilly back? 
Oh, I apologize. Okay, no, 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 yeah, that's yeah, on yeah. Me. That, you're the, good. No, no, the flip side of that. So, yeah, in terms of the contract, I think that it would be a situation where, you know, it's it's got to be in that five million dollar range. I really do think that. And anytime you start getting into any more than that, I don't know that the Blues would be interested. The key here is. You know, do you, do, you, do you meet somewhere where it's a three-year deal? Do you have to give them a fourth year maybe to bring the AAV down to $5 million? I think some, anywhere in that general vicinity would be the type of deal that maybe could get a deal done with the Blues. Jer, we were uh, discussing this earlier, and I'm curious your thoughts. Let's go down the hypothetical path that Ryan O'Reilly does get moved and they ship out the unrestricted free agents. When you move into next season, if you're Doug Armstrong, what would you view the importance of trying to put this team back into the competitive window? Would you look for a skill set that was more of Vladimir Tarasenko, where it's that top six winger who can score goals? Or would you be looking more for that leadership, that Ryan O'Reilly captaincy locker room type of player? I think if you move O'Reilly and you come back with, uh, and and you've already moved Tarasenko, and let's say you move Barbashev too, so that's three solid players being moved out of your top nine. You're definitely going to have to find some sort of replacement up there. I don't know that you're looking for a top-tier guy, upper echelon guy who's going to come in and, and kind of be what Ryan O'Reilly's been in the past couple of years for this team in terms of leadership and you know producing a few years ago when O'Reilly was doing that. I think at that point you're kind of turning it over to Thomas and Cairo. You're, you're making that decision. You know, you're, you're going to have to bring somebody, a player or two, in up front to compensate for all those losses. But to me, the focus is still going to have to be on this defense. And the, I think the summer will be judged, graded on if Doug Armstrong is able to do anything on the back end. And, you know, you can't have that conversation without talking about how impossible that could be to move some of those contracts with term. But, you know, you know, bigger things have done been done in the NHL with rosters and, and moves that you didn't see coming. So I think that there would always be that possibility if Doug Armstrong could try to make something work on the back end. So there's going to be definitely some holes. I mean, there are guys that are going to be shipped out, uh, Alex and uh, BK, and, and I think that uh, Doug Armstrong is going to have a busy offseason. Uh, but I think as much as we sit here and talk about all these forwards being shipped out and trying to replace them, uh, the bigger issue at hand is going to be the defense. Speaking of the defense, uh, David Panyota of uh, the fourth period, JR, yesterday had the report that potentially Colton Pareko is gaining some interest. What did you make of those rumors? Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. And, you know, I think that anything that mentions Pareko is going to get some attention. Uh, when you talk about seven years left on that deal, I think, it's, as we've talked about, it's going to be difficult. You know, a lot of people have asked me, would uh, Doug Armstrong juice that up by moving a first-rounder to, to get somebody to take Colton Preco's contract? And it wouldn't be just for the contract. Obviously, the other team would like the player, too. You have to when you're taking on uh, seven years. You know, I don't know that Doug Armstrong would juice a deal like that. But, look, we just talked about having two, three, maybe a potential of four first-round picks. So if you're Doug Armstrong and you're really trying to shape this thing and you've got that third or that fourth first-round pick, maybe that is the way to make something happen in the offseason to mix up that defense and make it look different coming back to next year. So I wouldn't rule anything out with Doug Armstrong, and I certainly wouldn't rule anything out in terms of how he is going to have to shape this defense because this is just not some common offseason situation with what he has on the back end in terms of money and term. Just a little housekeeping, uh, JR, for me real quick, uh, because the text line wants to know, would you... Would you, if you're Doug, look at a Pareko for Mayfield swap? No, that's not. That is not the conversation. What do you mean? JR, what do you think is better in the long-term health of the organization? Having 
Colton Pareko on his current deal or moving that deal if they can without attaching picks to it and then getting a Scott Mayfield type on a maybe two to three million dollar deal for a couple of seasons and then you can use that money elsewhere. That is the conversation. That's what I said. It's not so, Scott so, Mayfield versus Pareko. That's what I said. <laughs> so normally, you guys know that I listen a lot, but I haven't been listening the past couple hours. By you saying that it was a commenter on the text line, Alex, and then BK jumping in there, was this a BK comment? It was I'm a question that we got on the text line. We were talking about this yesterday. He's about, the dancer at the halftime show from Sunday. Yeah, no, 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 yeah. no, no. It was a question on the text line, and we brought it up as a discussion point on what do the Blues do? Like, if this Pareko stuff comes to fruition and they decided to trade him off, some team values him, right? And they give you a third-round pick, and they said it's basically the salary that you're able to get off of your books. And then in the offseason, how do you replace Pareko? Because that was Alex's point. It's a good one. He's, he's playing 23 minutes a night. That's, that's a lot to be able to replace. And I said, yeah, go out and get a Scott Mayfield type. He's available this offseason. Play him 20 minutes like he is right now for his uh, Islanders team. And then you're able to utilize that extra $4 million that you're not spending on Pareko to improve your team elsewhere. That, that was my argument. Alex's argument is basically Pareko's a better player. Which is a fair yeah, one. no, I would agree with Alex here. I think that as much as we criticize uh, Colton Preco, and, and look, you know, there's there's a lot of nights where you just think about the length of that contract and and how he's performing. Uh, I think he is better than a lot of the other options. Now, people could say, how is that possible? People could say you could go out and get okay. Who who can you get? Who which teams are giving up these guys that you could bring in? And people are going to say anybody. That's just not the case. This guy's playing 23 minutes. And when he plays the way he's capable of playing, which isn't a lot, I'm going to give you that. It, it, he's still better than a lot of these other options that are available. That's the key. You got to hear that. That are available. So to me, let's say you moved Colton Pareko, you got a third round pick, somebody took on the salary, so on and so forth, and now you got a defense that has some sort of uh, a semblance of a Justin Falk, and it's got a Scott Mayfield on there. Is it better? I don't know. I mean, do you have more money to spend elsewhere on the roster? Yeah, for sure. So it could help in that regard. Yeah. But I don't. Think, I don't think that makes the defense any better. I, I really don't. Man, JR, thank you, Jerry. That's all right. You got the right to be to be wrong. That's that's okay. JR, we, we've all had our bad moments. I will send out to our text line, which is three one four three nine 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 six four six. The Michael Scott. Thank you, Bow. At J.P. Rutherford, ladies and gentlemen, that's where you can tweet him on, on the tweet machines, and then he uh, can be careful, get, JR. You just he, sided with me, so it's about to get, get aggressive. Twitter fingers going the way that Alex did on the text line it's about a little to bit get aggressive today. By the way, JR had a great piece earlier yeah. on Vladimir Tarasenko. Awesome. Uh, some stories from David Backus, Jaden Schwartz, Paul Stasny, Kevin Shattenkirk, Jake Allen, Ken Hitchcock, and Mike Yo on Vladdy and how he's going to be remembered for his time in St. Louis. Uh, JR, great piece earlier today. People can find that over at The Athletic. Huge thanks for hopping on with us as always. We'll talk with you again soon, my friend. All right, boys. Thanks a lot.